Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Weekly 3, your daily podcast on the NBA with me, Leonardo Prudonjo. Pistons hosted the Knicks in Detroit last night. With Andre Drummond having one of the best stars of the season of his career, Detroit would come in strong and were up by 9 during the first quarter, before the Knicks came into the game and closed their lead to just 5 at the half. The Pistons, however, would run away with the result in the third quarter thanks to their star big man Andre Drummond. Final score, 102-122 and the Knicks are now 1-7. This was another great game by Drummond with 27 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists and a steal as he is averaging so far 22 points, 19 rebounds and 2 blocks a game. In my opinion, he is one of the most underrated big men in the league, he is one of the most consistent scorers and rebounders in the game, and he is great at what he does, which is dominate the painted area. Don't ask him to go outside and shoot the 3 because he's not that type of player, he's not a player such as Joel Embiid or Carl Anthony Town who can go outside and shoot the ball. But he does what he does at an elite level, which is dominate the painted area. And over the last six seasons, he's been averaging a double-double every single season, while playing 79, 80, 81 games every single season. Then the Washington visited the Pacers. With Sabonis back into the lineup for Indiana, they'd have a strong first half going into halftime up by 8. A lead that would increase in the third quarter as the Pacers pulled away with the win, 106-122. It was a good game by Bill once again as he had 30 points, 5 rebounds and 5 assists, but only shot 1 from 12 from 3 point range. As for the Pacers, Sabonis got back hot, finishing with 13 points, 17 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals and a block. I've been very impressed by this Indiana team. Despite all of their injuries, they've been extremely consistent and are now 4-4. Four four. But the player I really want to focus on is Bradley Bill. Since John Wall's injury, he's been asked to step up and carry his team, which he has done, believe me. But my fear is that the physical stress of having to create his team's offense may come back to haunt him further along in the season. And adding to that, his outside shooting has been terrible this season. And I hate, I really hate talking about a player like this, but he's been shooting a scary 28% from 3, making just 2.73s a game while shooting almost 10. And we saw that tonight as he shot just 1 for 12 from 3 point range. And I also understand that with him being the focal point of the offense, teams are going to play a closer look to him, which makes him take harder shots. But still, despite that, 28% is a very low percentage for such a good player. The Bulls won in Atlanta against a Hawks team that showed a lot of difficulties offensively. Chicago got off to the Bears start, with a 14-point lead in the first quarter that would increase to 18 during the second quarter. But at the half, the score was 53-41. However, during the second half the Bulls lead would jump to 22, which made coach Lloyd Pierce go mad and yell at his players before the game had even finished. The final score would be 113-93 in the game that saw Thomas Saturansky go off for 27 points and Trey Young shoot 0 for 8 from 3 point range. Toronto moved to 4-0 at home as they won 120-124 against the Kings. In a closed game from start to finish, the first quarter would make a difference as it was the only quarter where the Raptors scored more points than the Kings. Despite that, they'd be ahead at halftime, 58-66. Second half and Sacramento would keep themselves in the game while trying to get a lead. But with Toronto keeping their level, they wouldn't allow the Kings to turn the score, as the final result was 120-124. Kyle Lowry played a very complete match as he ended with 24 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 seals, while shooting 5 from 7 from 3-point range. As for the Kings, Harrison Barnes finished with 26 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists and a block, 
while De'Aaron Fox tallied 17 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 1 steal and 1 block. The Warriors faced Houston with almost half of their roster out due to injury. With a considerable amount of injuries, Golden State would keep themselves in the game up until the last 5 minutes of the second quarter, when Harden showed up and helped the Rockets go to break up 52-63. However, with 6 minutes left in the third quarter, Houston was already up by 23 points. With 7 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Westbrook drove to the basket and hurt his left ankle as he would leave the game. Either way, the Rockets would win 112-129 as Harden scored 36 points, 4 rebounds, 13 assists, 3 steals and 3 blocks. To be honest, I don't think this Warriors team is that bad. They have some key players that are out due to injury and despite that they've still been playing some very consistent basketball and have a couple of interesting rookies. I think it'll be interesting to see how the team functions once D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green get back. Minnesota was surprised in Memphis losing by 16 after a very weak fourth quarter. With Carl Anthony Towns back into the lineup, Minnesota would see the Grizzlies get off to a good start. After losing their last three games, they would go into the break up 64-72. And in the third quarter, the Timberwolves would close the gap to just two, but Memphis would pull away with the win 121-137. Wiggins scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, but Ja Morant and Dylan Brooks would combine for 30 points. On an individual level, Wiggins ended with 30 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals and a block, while Carl Anthony Towns sent 25 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, while shooting 3 from 11 from 3-point range. As for the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks had 31 points, 4 rebounds and 2 assists, and Jamal Ryan 26 points, 4 rebounds and 4 assists. I really want to focus on this particular stat, which is that Carl Anthony Towns shot 11 threes. I don't have anything against big men shooting from outside, I think it just shows how much the game has changed over the years. But still, a big man shooting 11 threes in a game, I think it's too much. We all know of Cassis' abilities, he's a great shooter, but he belongs in the paint. That's where he can thrive, that's where he can really impose his physique, and that's where he can make a difference. And it's one thing to go outside every now and then to shoot from the three just to open up floor a little bit, and it's a completely different one to spend all of your time outside the three-point line just to get a three. Dallas got a hard-fought win against the Magic. In a game dictated by the balance between both teams, Orlando started better, with Aaron Gordon scoring 12 points in the first quarter alone. And despite some fight from Dallas, it would be the Magic up at halftime, 56-54, thanks to Aaron Gordon's 21 points. In the second half, we'd see the rise of Luka once again, as he had 21 points and 5 assists to help guide his team to the win. Nikola Vucevic would miss the game-winning 3, and so the final result would be 106 to the Magic, 107 to Dallas. Aaron Gordon finished with 23 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist and 2 steals, while Nikola Vucevic had 19 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal and a block. As for Dallas, Luka would end with 27 points, 7 rebounds and 7 assists. Once again, I want to focus on the point of Nikola Vucevic taking the game-winning 3. The Magic didn't need a 3 to win, they were down by just 1. So why bring your big man outside when he can be inside? With Vucevic inside, you always have the option to go bully ball, and if he gets fouled, that's two free throws, enough to win the game or even tie the game. And if he doesn't get fouled, you always have an option to either go for the two points or just kick it back outside and have someone else shoot the three. 76ers and the Jazz met in Utah. Embiid was back, but Philly lost Simmons early in the first quarter as he hurt his right shoulder, which was later diagnosed as a minor sprain of the joint. Without Simmons, the 76ers still had a solid first half, with Embiid having 18 points and 8 rebounds in two blocks, as despite that, the Jazz were up at halftime, 56-58. Utah would start to pull away in the third quarter, but Philly wasn't dead and would get back into it, but the Jazz would close out the win, 104-106. Embiid had 27 points, 16 rebounds, 3 assists and 2 blocks, 
and Josh Richardson had 24 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 steals. As for the Jazz, Mitchell had 24 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, and a steal. Once again without Kawhi due to load management, the Clippers hosted the Bucks. LA would come in front after the first quarter, but George Hill would show up in the second, scoring 14 points to lead the Bucks to halftime up 70-59. Montrez Harrell would bring the Clippers back into the game after scoring 14 points in the third quarter, but the Bucks would run away with the result and get their sixth win of the season. Giannis had 38 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals and 2 blocks, while George Hill had 24 points for the Bucks. As for the Clippers, Montrez had 34 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal and a block, while Lou Williams ended with 34 points, 6 rebounds and 11 assists. This topic of load management is a very controversial one, and even I have mixed feelings about it, because on the one hand, I understand the player's side, it's an 82 game season, plus travel, plus training, and it gets a toll on your body after a while, but on the other hand, you have the fans, who pay a lot of money to see the best players in the world play. And how you balance those two things out, I think it's something that the NBA really needs to approach and consider different options. Well, that is all for today guys, really hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel in your chosen platform so you're always up to date when a new episode comes out. And if you want to know more about the NBA, the NFL or just European soccer, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Leo underscore Brudonhos, that's L-E-O underscore B-O-R-D-O-N-H-O-S. That's all for today, guys. I'll see you tomorrow.